0: Hello and welcome to Pardon My Pancreas. I'm one of your hosts. I can start that over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, anyway,
0: this. My name is Matt Vandevecht, and I'm a certified trainer and nutritionist. One of your hosts today, and the other host is Ali Abdul Karim. He is a social media influencer, an incredible guy. We are both type 1 diabetics here to share our knowledge and experiences with you. We occasionally interview people that are very knowledgeable in the diabetic world, sometimes doctors, sometimes influencers, people living with it. And this episode is brought to you by FTF Warrior, an online health coaching company for diabetics. And we will go further by saying this is not medical advice in any manner. We are not doctors. We will never be doctors. And nothing said on this podcast is meant to replace your doctor's order. So consult your doctors before you make changes. Without any further ado, let's get into... (laughs) <laughs> we are going to talk to you guys today about some fun topics What you choose to do with the rest of your life This is something we all get forced down our throats when we're in high school And they're all asking your guidance counselor, your parents, your grandparents What are you going to do with your life? What is the career path? And everyone's trying to ask if you're going to be a doctor or a psychologist Or something really impressive But the fact of the matter is most of us don't end up becoming doctors uh, But some of us have less of a choice Or at least we think we do because of our diabetes. So today we're going to talk about how our careers may shift based on our diabetes and how our, our paths may change uh, mentally even because of that diagnosis. So Ali's going to start us off on what he was thinking before diabetes that he wanted to do the rest of his life and then uh, how that diagnosis at 18 may have shifted his, his mindset or maybe he's on the same path.
1: Yeah. No, definitely not same. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mom, I want to be a diabetic when I grow up. <laughs> That's what I told her when I was 17. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got diagnosed when I was 18, and I was in the transition period of, I was playing basketball, you know, NBA dreams got crushed, not, not going to make it, not going to happen. And I was learning how to make beats on Ableton, hip-hop beats for my cousins. And, um, yeah, and... Totally different now. I like making beats as a hobby, but it's not something that I really wanted to do. And it wasn't that diabetes stopped me because I found that when I was making beats during you know me learning about diagnosis and whatnot, I always found myself like leaving a, a little beat session to go to the gym and just work out and play basketball and be curious about what was happening in my blood sugar and thinking about like I want to get healthier. And just, you know, because making music takes a lot of time. You need so much patience, and I do not have that patience. That's what I was like, okay, this music thing is a bandage because, you you know, the NBA dreams were not going to happen. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to be a music producer. Totally wrong intentions. It wasn't like you love and admire this thing about music. But, uh, yeah, diabetes, when I first got diagnosed and making music, it was really difficult because... I have, you know, some people know, bad relationship with food. I was constantly trying to eat because I was sitting down. I was at home, and it was easy access and, and just did not know how to manage. I would purposely want to go low so I can eat. That was, like, my thing. I would dose a little extra at dinner. I so like, oh, perfect. That means at, like, 8 p.m. I can have some peanut butter and, like, some <laughs> snacks here and there. Um, but, yeah, after making music, I went down, like, basically... I was, you know, doing a lot of Insanity DVD workouts and I was playing basketball again and I was like, yo, this is really interesting. I started learning a lot more about diabetes, the human body, and I was like, I want to be basically doing something with diabetes. I really have a big interest for it. I hired a personal trainer. I was like, I just want to do something with diabetes. And it's hard for me to tell people, like, you know, don't (laughs) let diabetes define you. But it in my looks, it seems like I've let it define me. But more of the way I see it, it's like I let I've let it define it in my own definition. Like I wanted to create my own life with it, which is, you know, content, podcasts, um, vlogs, and just kind of my life with diabetes. It's like, it's a topic that I really like right now. But I mean, that's that's how I um, career choice kind of ended up for me. But I'm gonna hand the mic to Matt and let's see where uh, his interesting story was. Fire. Oh, yeah,
0: I've got an uh, interesting series of events, I guess you'd say. Yeah. When I was in high school, I wanted to be an Air Force fighter pilot and join the military. I quickly grew out of that mm. because uh, of a literal growth. You cannot be over six foot one and be a fighter pilot because you don't fit in the cockpit space. Uh, if you were to hit eject as a fighter pilot, it would chop you, your legs off at the knees. Oh, my. You didn't tell me that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so I knew that. I wanted to be an Air Force pilot, and fighter pilot specifically. Yeah. And specifically to the fighter pilots, you can't be over one. Now, I am significantly past that. So. <laughs> no, yeah, to
1: say the least, every time I see this man, I'm like, are you getting taller? I don't know what's going on.
0: So that crushed my dreams to be a fighter pilot. Then I wanted to go into the Marines to be a sniper. Um, I've always been, uh, I guess skilled with weapons Mm. and, um, I wanted to serve my country and I liked the idea of a brotherhood that I could serve alongside and, uh, protect those I love in that manner. Then I was diagnosed with diabetes. And so unfortunately the military does cut you out if you're a diabetic, you cannot be a type one diabetic and serve in the military. So I decided to go try to apply for the coast guard. Thought, why not? They get made fun of, but you know, it's still something kind of military yeah. and they wouldn't even take me.
1: Wow. I didn't so the even know Coast Guard
0: that. said no. Reason being, if you're on duty, you're out in the desert somewhere fighting, and you have a low blood sugar. Now the rest of your team has to take care of you and then they get put in harm's way because you're having diabetes issues or uh, let's say you're on an extended mission out there and you run out of insulin. Well, now the whole mission is canceled because you got to go back to camp to get more insulin. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, then right. there goes whatever terrorist you are chasing down, and yeah. everything goes to crap. So, yeah. not, no branch of the military would take me now. First, based on height, then, based on diabetes. Then I found out that even though uh, I have type 1 diabetes, I can still be a firefighter and a policeman and a first responder. So, mm. those are all still options, but they're very strict. So, mm. with firefighter which is the route that i ended up pursuing you are allowed two severe low blood sugars in the last year wow sorry last two years hmm. so to go two years without a severe low blood sugar to me uh it sounded impossible but i knew i'd have to obsess over it uh after doing more research i found out the severe low blood sugar they were talking about was going unconscious Oh. Which makes it a lot better. Okay. Because right? I was so, thinking like 40. I was exactly. Because like, oh, you're very sensitive to insulin. The first instructions that I had heard was too low blood sugars. Yeah. Because so I thought, I can't dip below 70 for two years. So 70? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's hopeless. You know, I do yeah, stay high all the time just to yeah. avoid getting below 70. Now, fortunately, the rule is severe lows, which they define as you needing assistance to treat the low, i.e. Mm. going unconscious. So, firefighters still on the plate, police still on the plate. I actually mm. know a lot of firefighters and policemen who are type 1 diabetics, Brilliant. and i to them about it. Um, so, that is a career path that I'm actually still pursuing. I am currently in process to become a firefighter, and uh, upcoming is my medical review. So, I look forward to that now, because I don't have any severe low blood sugars on my record, uh, or any time that's ever happened. Yeah, thank goodness. Well, in the last couple of years, when I was first diagnosed, I had some issues, but yeah, so firefighting is still on the plate for me. It's yeah. always a little bit stressful because if I do have a low uh, on call, then I can become that the problem kid that everybody has to deal with because yeah. now one of our teammates has a low blood sugar and we have to go back and get him, especially if it's in a burning house or something. Yeah. Uh, but I actually have many career paths that I'm chasing currently. Yeah. I've been a model and an actor for six years. So I traveled the world doing that. Yep. That was, uh, initially, nothing scared me, but then after having some issues overseas with low blood sugars, developed a little bit of a fear. and mm. um, Especially that, after Paris. Yeah. That scared me. So uh, that put me temporarily out of it, but now I'm back in, traveling and working. Yeah. So that's been interesting. And then, obviously, I run FTF Warrior, which yep. is a diabetic health coaching company that one's great as a diabetic because then my whole world is diabetes. Yeah. So not only does it work as a good work environment, but yeah. everything that I ever talk about is diabetes. Yeah. So, um, as far as work environment for a diabetic, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously going through school and finishing degrees and just pursuing lots of different things. Uh, yeah. Diabetes doesn't have to hold you back. I think that's kind of the point of this episode for both of us is mm. there. Are definitely a few careers that are absolute nos for yeah. diabetics, but they're very few right and uh most careers either you can find through i think it's the American Disabilities Act you can find ways to uh be accommodated as a diabetic if you are having issues mm. or uh focus on controlling it and then doing what you love. There yeah. are ways to live the life you want
1: with diabetes, yeah, yeah, I mean like hearing your stories like. You, you you don't get bored at all with all the things you got going <laughs> on in your life. He's like, ah, I it. <laughs> but like, uh, I, I think from like, seriously, from you, Matt, they have a lot of things they can get from. Like when you first heard you couldn't be a sniper, you know, you couldn't do this in the military. How did you take that? Like, do you remember that first time you heard it or was it like, oh.
0: Yeah, I was actually at a recruitment office. I went uh-huh. in ready to sign up. Yeah. And, uh.
1: It's, when was this exactly
0: that was i had just moved to new york right and so there's a, a bit of a pause between doing air force and or not doing air force wanting to be an air fighter pilot and going for the marines um in college i was studying kinesiology and um decided to pursue a degree before going into the military mm. and then ended up taking a break from college to move to New York to pursue modeling and acting because they would pay me to travel, and I thought, what greater opportunity is this? Yeah. Uh, And while I was in New York, I visited a recruiting station for the Marines and then again in New York for the Coast Guard. Mm. And yeah, in that moment, it was weird to be turned down for something that most people are too scared to do. Yeah, I thought mm. they'd be like, oh yeah, we'll take anyone Yeah, please <laughs> you know, I'm sure they need more soldiers But yeah. to be told flat out no There is no chance we will ever take you As a type 1 diabetic Doesn't matter how good of control you have You're a liability And that definitely hit home mm. uh, When I was first diagnosed I was uh, I felt like Superman You know, Always running around, I was fit my whole life And healthy and nothing had ever gone wrong No health issues I got the flu twice, you know, something yeah. like that, but, uh, to be diagnosed with a chronic illness, it made me feel weak and mm. lesser than the average human. And it brought me down a couple notches, made me humble. And so being told that again, that I was lesser than according to the military was kind of like a, it made me remember what it felt like to feel weak. Yeah. Uh, now that's not necessarily true. Obviously of we live our lives. We're strong. We're healthy. We do whatever we want but uh mentally that can get to you. Mm. And so uh, for anyone listening going through that same thing, it's uh it can be a tough time. You know, having a disease that you feel different, you get treated differently. People find out you're diabetic, they uh, ask if you can have certain foods or uh whatever it might be. So, yeah, that feeling not a fun one, yeah. But moving past it and realizing I can still live my life and yeah. I am strong. I can still be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we all can.
1: Yeah, I love that. You like, you literally took that and you just went like, oh, okay. What are we gonna do after that? What's the next one? I didn't even think about the, the policeman because I was like, you know, the police thing. That's interesting. I want to know if like, if you're type one, could you still be a policeman? That is that like still kind of on your radar or is it just like a it firefighter?
0: Was, I actually applied last year to be a port authority mm. in San Diego. A port of authority? Yeah, it's like a different type of police officer that also has knowledge of firefighting. So mm. it's kind of a, a hybrid wow. between the two careers. And I'll admit part of wanting to do that was I knew I got to carry a gun around. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. The firefighters, so I was like, get to fight fires and carry a gun. This it's is cool. The best combo. But then realizing my passion wasn't in police work. It was just, I I enjoyed the idea of protecting people, but I I knew that if it came down to it, I wouldn't be able to hurt someone, uh, in that manner. And so there's just certain scenarios like that with police that I didn't think were a good fit for me. So I pursued fire, but there are a lot of type ones that, that do police work. Um, I do actually know a type one in the military, but he was diagnosed after he was active duty and they couldn't legally kick him out. So uh, now he's still serving in the military as a type mm, one. But they're encouraging him to take a desk job. Wow.
1: That's <laughs> I didn't, that's crazy stuff. So if you're already in, you're good. Wow. but That's yeah. a different... I didn't even think of that. I thought they'd be like, oh, you're out. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I get it, you know what I mean? Like, you're oh, in the yeah. military. You know, things are going to happen. You're in a hot <laughs> weather. You're insulin. Like, it's, it's oh, intense. Yeah. Things can change in an instant. Yeah.
0: Between adrenaline or... Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah,
1: because, I I mean, I don't... Like, you have that side, and then also, like, it's just tough to hear that, you know, you have a disease, and, like, you just kind of, like, those... After those days, you just walk around feeling like you're lesser than. Yeah. And for me, it was smaller than (laughs) not getting accepted to a certain career. It was more like with food, you know, like, in our culture, eating foods is, like, how we... You know, every culture, almost. But with our culture, you know, being that I'm from Iraq... It was like I felt secluded and people would throw a pity party for me or like, I'm sorry or like this. And I I physically felt lesser than like, oh, he's he's sick. He's he has this disease. Like or some idiots would be like, oh, can you eat this? Are you going to die if you eat it? I'm like, no, I can eat it. And I'm more capable than you. (laughs) Trust me, I'll deadlift you (laughs) like stuff like that. So like, I I think I think I can kind of I can't relate, but I can kind of get in a sense of like what that felt like. Post, you know, rejection from the military and all that.
0: Yeah. And how did you go about navigating those family scenarios?
1: It's actually something I'm really proud of because I'm getting a lot better at it and I felt like it was so confusing. But um, the thing is, like, the, the, the challenging part with diabetes is not just the actual injection and the management, mm-hmm. but it's the social aspect. We have like oh, yeah. people looking if you eat something <laughs> or like they say something and it's annoying or ignorant, but I've learned to accept that people aren't going to know everything. And I've kind of just like released it after. So it's not so many times I've only had it for four years, but I've just let it go. But the way I navigate it is people end up looking up to you if you take care of your body more or say no to certain things not because of your disease but i have goals that are beyond that they're it's not like diabetes goals aren't noble but like you want to be in a certain shape you want to feel good you want to be present in that social event like i don't want to have to sit there worry about my hypo or i took too much insulin or i'm too caught up in the the sugar of the food or whatever it is the carbiness or fat food um so I've learned that, like, you know, family members would be like, man, I really want to get in more shape, Ali. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> 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 That's why I'm like, wrap my own food. Or, I mean, like, you know, I'll make a... I'll work around it. And if I choose to eat something that is... I don't know, people will look at me like, oh, are you sure you're going to eat that? Like, it's a choice that I felt empowered about. It wasn't like I was trying to prove people wrong. I can eat whatever I want. I'm shutting it down my throat, you know? So I think it's, it's more of, like, it's empowerment, you know, it's a decision you make. It's not like you're forced to, you're a sickling. It's, it's just, that's how I go about it with that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. I've always wondered what it would be like to be in a family atmosphere or even more so a culture that surrounds itself with food. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I imagine the stereotypical Italian family <laughs> and how I would deal with plates and plates of pasta. Fat <laughs> <laughs> and Vanning carbs. And navigating that in a social situation where it's socially unacceptable to refuse the food in front of you. Yeah. And how difficult that might be. Yeah. And so, you know, in my family, I grew up in a very healthy atmosphere and and they're all medical professionals, and so thankfully I was surrounded by people who understood. And they were there for me and they helped me make the changes necessary. But even in your family, where you know people might not understand right away, or they want you to enjoy the food with them, you know, they may mm. come from a good place. Yeah. But just the misunderstandings that lead to frustration. Yeah. I can see how that would.
1: Yeah. get Kind of annoying over time. It can, and I've learned to have like automatic responses from certain things, like because I know what they're going to ask me, like, "Oh, <laughs> like is this going to happen if you eat it?" And usually, my answers are like. No, I choose to because it just makes my life with diabetes easier. It's yeah. going to be harder if I have to do that. And like I could, you know, I always slide in the could because it's yeah. like I, I think I'm getting it with more like and this goes back to career like uh, it's limiting. People think that you're incapable, but we we always go to like, I can't eat that or like I can't do this kind of career because mm-hmm. we think we're lesser than but it, it it's just like It's like you said, you know, it's a mindset. It's more like a mentality, you think. But you navigate through it just like you did with with, uh, the military. You know, you're going to be a firefighter. You navigate through it like, oh, I'm not going to eat that thing. I'm going to eat this and make it better. Or I'm going to eat that later because I'm going to fit it into my meals and I want to get in better shape. Like, you just, you adapt. That's what humans do. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned on educating with, you know, people surrounding us. Yeah. Uh, I'll mix in the career since that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, I was on set filming a commercial and the, uh, the meal times were interesting because Ooh. they knew that I was a diabetic, but they all were kind of, you know, peeking from the side and wondering what I was going to do until one of the stylists approached me and said, uh, so you can't eat sugar, right? And I was like, well, you know, I can't. And that's the thing is that I choose to be healthy and yeah. if a normal person was choosing to not eat sugar, then that wouldn't be questioned. But yeah. since I'm a diabetic, they're like, oh, you're not eating sugar because you can't, right? Yeah. Like, oh no, I can't. I just choose not to. Yeah. And it's that I want to educate them, and I don't want to agree. Like, oh, but I can't have sugar. Yeah. But uh, that educating process can get drawn out sometimes. Yeah. Because then they get curious why, and oh, sometimes when you have low blood sugar, you need more insulin, right? Like, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> you're getting it all wrong. <laughs> the
1: complete opposite. I've totally got that right.
0: Too but I'm very happy to hear that you take the time to educate your family. Yeah. I do the same at work and I think that's how we're ultimately going to build up greater knowledge of diabetes throughout the world.
1: Right, right. No, totally agree. I mean, like, you're going to have those questions and it's a matter of, like, you got to release that extra. Like, you're going to get mad. Like, questions are going to happen. Humans aren't going to know everything. Absolutely. And it's a power of choice. Like, you choose not to do that thing. And it's just, like, I think what's helped me overcome the food kind of obstacle and kind of like being rejected from certain things is like my mom used to say this is we're all not getting any younger we're getting older we need to take care of our body even a Mm -hmm. non-diabetic it's not necessarily that blood sugar is going to spike or even drop or they make more insulin it's you know it's just taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. And it's more incentive with diabetes. I, you know that's the beauty of it. Like you have that meter right in front of you. Like oh, there's some motivation. There yeah. you go. That's all you need. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Having diabetes has propelled me into taking care of myself a lot more than I probably ever would have. Yeah. You know, in college it was hamburgers and burritos. And <laughs> that was with diabetes too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a. That's another episode. That will be. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Say so anyone listening with career options in mind. Don't be limited by your diabetes. There are a few, very few careers that are absolute no's, but in most cases, you can follow your dreams and you absolutely should. Yeah. There's no reason that you should give up because it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Life's difficult for everyone. We're all going through something. Don't let diabetes hold you back from your dreams.
1: Yeah. I mean, humans adapt. I'm looking at them right now. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's really bored. He needs more career uh, stuff in his life. Because <laughs> we got one, two. <laughs> Literally, what's your favorite one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, honestly, FTF. yeah. I, FTF. I
0: love FTF Warrior. Yeah. It enables me to create something new. Yeah. And help people. Yeah. And uh, initially, I thought I was gonna have to pick between firefighting and leading FTF Warrior, and uh, I realized they're more common than I thought and Mm. the commonality is that I get to help people and make a difference in both. Obviously, there's more adrenaline surrounding firefighting, which I appreciate, but there's more uh, connection with FTF Warrior, where I have a personal connection with my clients and the diabetes community surrounding me, the other companies even. Mm. We all are connected and uh, going through a very similar struggle that the rest of the world has no idea about. Yeah. And so we kind of have that camaraderie from the get go. You know, you meet mm. someone who's a diabetic out in public and instantly you have a connection. We're friends now. Yeah. Uh which which insulin do you use? Are you a pumper? Yeah. Are you MDI? Yeah. Do you take oral medication? Yeah. And so it just starts that relationship right off the bat. Yeah. And uh yeah, so they're they're both incredible. But it,
1: it's such a it's such a beauty to see it from what you've done. Like it's you know, you got rejected to what you thought was gonna be like this is my life. So right? you've turned and like I said, the word adaption, like you've turned it into something beautiful, maybe even more meaningful in my, from what I see. Um, and it, it's I mean, it's it's 940 p.m. And I'm sure this is at, <laughs> this is Matt's favorite choice out of all. You know, he's choosing to take time out of his day to record a podcast and it's diabetes content. Like, I think to to kind of close off on my part, it's more like it's. It, sometimes my mom, I'll, I'll, this is kind of like more deep, but like my mom will be like, Why are you letting diabetes define you? You know, she'll say that to me and I kind of question, like, This is my mom. She's supposed to, she's yeah. supposed to support me, but she's just kind of like looking at me, like, Okay, he's looking into a camera and talking about diabetes. He's constantly tracking his blood sugar and logging it or whatever, being a health freak and he's interviewing people he has shirts about this is kind of scaring me i think my son's turning into a a crazy man but it's like (laughs) this is what i've chosen to do i've made it my uh my oomph in life like this Mm. is like my everything And, and it's like this is it's a weird conversation I'll probably have later on with you is like, I feel like when a cure does happen and if it were to happen soon, I would kind of be like, "Uh, I don't know what to do with my life. I feel like I'm, I'm nothing. Like I'm worthless. Like, and it sounds crazy, but
0: I mean, you and I both have put in a lot of effort into diabetes education and, and showing people we do talking about adapting. Yeah. You adapted, you changed your whole life around. My name you is
1: became... Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes of so the cream,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, you got diagnosed, and you're like, "This is awesome. This is my new life." Yeah. What can I learn? Yeah. How can I educate this community? Yeah. And you know, you've got hundreds of videos out there that people can go find on, uh, you know, Diabetes Daily Hustle, and
1: yeah.
0: it's both educating and showing them what it's like to live this life. And in a sense, you've dedicated this section of your life to that. Yeah. So it I would say diabetes doesn't run your life but you're choosing to make diabetes a priority Mm. and both for yourself and for those who follow you. Yeah. So you understand that you have to take control of your health. You understand that this is a choice you have to make. And because of that it may look like an obsession to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom, don't worry, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as much of an obsession as it is a passion. Yeah. And that's what I see in you. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. And I and I think that's, it's a choice. You know, I make my bed, I sleep in it. It's not like, you know, that I'd be, like a lot of people in my family would think I am. Because they just, because they just see like, you know, 18 year old Ali making music to He's completely talking about, mm-hmm. it's your choice. You do things that you like. You know, and and like, I guess a, a question to you is like, I feel like I have this theory where diabetes exposes who you are. You know how some people say money and fame doesn't change you. It exposes you. It puts mm-hmm. a microphone in front of you. If you were a mean person before money, now you're going to become an even more mean person because mm-hmm. now you have those resources, uh, you know. So I think about that with diabetes. Like, I've always been an obsessive creature that likes fitness and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But I got amplified when I got diabetes, you know, ex- obsessive with eating, obsessive with management, um, and, like, being really into health. Dude, what do you think about that? Do you feel like diabetes amplified who you were, or like, kind of brought out more of you? I
0: would say for the first five to six years, no. Mm. Um, I was irresponsible mm. in my diabetes management. That's, that can be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something else. And it, <laughs> that whole story. Yeah. But, um, eventually, diabetes, I, I recognize the importance of taking care of myself. I've always been into fitness. I've always eaten relatively healthy. Uh, after acknowledging how important it was to manage my blood sugars and not just have a good A1C, but to have steady sugars mm. and avoid the spikes and drops. Uh, I I really developed a passion for nutrition and how it affects blood sugars and fitness, how we can best have that intense workout without mm. worrying about the low blood sugars. And so in that sense, once I understood what diabetes was doing to me, it did bring out my true self where I discovered what I was truly passionate about. Yeah. You know, nutrition, fitness, helping others and it formed me into who I am but also like you said brings out who you really were all along
1: yeah i love that because it's like it stretches you Mm. it's something that's challenging and you're forced to like open your eyes and be like all right where where am i in this like dark space or this bright you know this room where it's like kind of empty canvas like where am i i like okay i like doing this i like doing that and there's so many people listening right now that don't do anything with diabetes they're just trying to learn something right now and manage and and this is you know i I feel like that's the point of the show you know we want to help them manage their disease a little better and whatever they're doing in their career they can become great at it and i feel like to end off on this i really want to say the best thing i can give from from a young man you know not trying to like make it seem like this is direct advice was something that i've been learning is if you want to become really great in your career and you have diabetes the more you manage your disease and get your own stuff together and do all that you can show up better you know if you start taking care of your nutrition and health and just everything with diabetes you can show up to work that day a better you a better version of yourself so it kind of like holds you accountable So like, oh, I can't sit out and drink all night because I got work tomorrow morning and I got to take care of my blood sugar. So Mm -hmm. it's better incentive and it's, that's the beauty in what I see for someone trying to obtain a career with diabetes.
0: Absolutely. It it forces you to be more responsible. Yeah. But then once you've learned how to be responsible with it, you've become a more responsible person in every area of your life. Mm. So it's, yeah, it brings out the best and the worst, but it's our (laughs) choice to make it the best. Yeah. And to, uh, to make those wise decisions.
1: I love it. Well, that's the show, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed this episode on careers. Hope you guys are motivated to chase your dreams and to never let diabetes get in the way of anything. This is uh, us signing off for this episode. Be sure to sign in next time and subscribe share comment like do all that fun stuff
1: yeah follow us spread the word (laughs) (laughs) alright guys we'll see you soon